This is Daniel Gallardo, and you're listening to the Tenkara Cast, a podcast about the simple Japanese method of fly fishing, Tenkara. In the Tenkara Cast, we'll be sharing information on techniques, history, philosophy, and Tenkara stories from anglers all over the world. This podcast is brought to you by Tenkara Yosei, introducing Tenkara outside of Japan since 2009. It's only possible we create content such as this podcast and videos because of your support. So we thank you so very much for purchasing Tenkara Yosei rods, lines, and flies. I hope you enjoy learning more about the simple method of fly fishing. Hey, Tenkara Cast listeners, uh, it's good to be back here with you. Today I've got with me uh, John Gear, one of the staff here at Tenkara USA. And um, what I thought would be fun would, to, would be to get into a uh, conversation about different destinations for Tenkara and kind of have that be a part of the Tenkara Cast. I, uh, as you might have noticed, I've been out of the um, out of releasing new episodes for a couple of weeks, and part of that has been just a lot of projects uh, that we're doing here. Part of it, you know, trying to figure out exactly what to bring to our listeners. But uh, today, I'm going to talk to John Gear about um, tenkara fishing in Montana, and uh, hopefully, John will kind of help give us a little light on where to find Tenkara Perfect Waters in his home state and uh, or his current home state. And, um, you know, we'll kind of cover other destinations from there. So, John, are you there with me? I am. I am. Well, thanks so much for making a little time today to talk about uh, something that I'm sure you don't like talking about, which is fishing in Montana. <laughs> right. <laughs> I um <laughs> But, you know, I, I think uh, you know, even though a lot of times, like, you know, listeners uh, might think that, oh, yeah, everybody talks about Montana being great fly fishing and, and everybody knows Montana. I mean, that's a name that, you know, we tend to equate uh, to fishing. Uh, maybe we don't know enough about it. And maybe there's like some stuff that is overlooked, you know, in terms of Tenkara. Maybe people think that Tenkara is not good for the state of Montana. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that and kind of see what your thoughts are. Um, but why don't we start talking about where where do you live right now, John? Uh, I live in uh, uh, Belgrade, Montana, which is, is just outside of Bozeman. So. And, and you're, a, you're a transplant uh, to Montana. How long have you been living there now? I moved here in October of 2002. So... Uh, I think it's like uh, like twelve and a half years at this point, something like that. So, and uh, maybe you can tell us a little bit about your story first of all, just to kind of give people a sense, because we haven't really talked uh, for the podcast. But uh, why don't you tell us what took you to Montana and your fishing experience there in general? Uh, well, uh, like a lot of people, I had taken some fishing vacations up here. Um, I was working in a fly and tackle shop in, in Denver uh, at the time. And uh, uh, back in, in, in 2002, uh, uh, there was a, a big fire in Colorado called the Hayman Fire. And I, I had been, I was going to start guiding. I wanted to start guiding and um, had even bought a new car for that and stuff like that. And, and uh, uh, the Hayman Fire kind of wiped out a lot of the stuff that, that I wanted to, to guide. And, uh, I kind of decided that uh, it was time to move up here. I was I was uh, uh, didn't really have a good reason to stay in Colorado, although the, a lot of those fisheries have since recovered greatly. But um, but just decided to go for it and uh, moved to Montana and and uh, uh, been taking most of my vacations up here, and so I did. And 
uh, took a job delivering furniture just so I could move up here, and I've been here ever since. So that's that's kind of the the, the late you know the Montana end of the story. I mean, that's kind of uh, um, basically what's what happened. But you also lived to be a little bit of a trout bum for a while, work at a fly shop. I mean, what about that uh, part of the story? Since you moved to Montana, what what have you been doing there? <laughs> Yeah, so so I've, I I mean I I mean I fish a lot. I mean even before I, I started working in shops again, I fished a lot. I mean, it, but with the the years I kept record, it was it was um, or kept journals. It was like over 100 days a year, which is kind of a lot here because we don't have a super long season because of our winters. But um, but uh, uh, I did oh probably. I'm trying to remember what year you and I actually met, but probably four years before that, something like that. I, I decided to go back to college, um, which that didn't, I didn't finish. But, but anyway, I started working at a fly shop again because that was a good job to do while I was uh, going back to school. And so I, I got a job at Fins and Feathers Fly Shop, and I had friends that worked there and had been friends with that shop for a long time and still am. And uh, uh, um, yeah, just the, the normal trout bum thing. I mean, I was going to school for a while, but you know, I worked in a shop, which is a great – I mean, if you uh, if you want to learn about fishing and you want to learn about fishing in a specific region, you, you couldn't ask for a better place to be than a fly shop because I got to talk to all the guides coming through, all my customers. I mean, we had a lot of, and they still do have a lot of customers that are very good anglers and very, you know, knowledgeable people and know what's going on where and, and uh, uh, kind of puts you really in the loop and stuff and, and just a great experience. As was working at a shop in, in Colorado too. I mean, I, I worked with a really great group of guys there and and. Uh, and learned a ton too. So, um, it's definitely, it's not anything you're going to get rich doing, but, but it is a lot of fun. So, yeah. And, uh, so let's uh, also give our listeners a little bit of a sense of, uh, your Tenkata experience, because, you know, this is a Tenkata podcast. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I think one of the things that I want to get at, you know, in this episode is, you know, how, beautiful you know Tenkata is for for yeah. the state of Montana uh, so tell us a little bit about your Tenkata experience and and then you know maybe how um, how you fish with Tenkata there in Montana sure um, I, I I fish uh, um, I fish a lot with it I mean it's 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 I, I still do both but Tenkara is easily 90% of my fishing if not more now which when I first saw Tenkara I thought it looked awesome I, I thought it looked really cool like the aesthetics of it but I wasn't sure how appropriate it would be in Montana because we're kind of known for big waters and big fish and that sort of thing. And and uh, um, and I eventually got a rod um, and and uh, um, started fishing it and was just kind of shocked at how much I could do with it. And there, there's probably going to be things that I don't think it's super appropriate. But but uh, um, man, I, I mean, I fish it like I said. I mean, ninety percent of the time at least, um, and and uh, on a lot of different waters. And and for me, I mean, I think that the the thing that, that uh, defines my Tinkara the most, I guess, uh, would be the Gallatin River, which is my home river. And it's relatively large uh, by Tinkara standards. I mean, it's, it's a big western freestone. And, uh, but, man, I just can't imagine a better way to fish it than Tinkara. I, I, uh, the line control you get in approaching the pocket water and, and stuff, it, it's just fantastic and, and really fun way to fish. Um, and, and I've been surprised. I think one of the – like a lot of people – I think one of the big surprises I, I, I had about Tenkara was how large a fish you could comfortably handle with it. So, and I haven't find, found that to be a big issue on, on most fisheries. I mean, obviously, if you're fishing like a trophy trout pond or something, maybe maybe not so much. But uh, most of the river fish I caught have been able to handle just fine. So, so the Gallatin is one of your probably favorite rivers, and you and I have fished there quite a few times before. I mean, as you mentioned, it is a big mm-hmm. river. Um, and you already had a lot of a, t- a Tenkara experience. Um, 
in you know by 2011 which is when um i brought dr shigaki to fish over over there i think it was 2011 right um uh, that's it's 2010 or 11 i'm not yeah, sure yeah we did the uh, very first tenkara summit and i brought dr shigaki to fish there and um invited you you're not working with me yet at a point but uh we knew mm-hmm. each other so i invited you to join us and fish uh some of the waters now a couple of times like after that um you've mentioned that you know you saw certain things when dr shigaki and i came to fish there that you didn't quite realize you know you could have done with mm-hmm. or would have done do you uh do you, I don't know if you remember that or if you remember I do. what those yeah, pretty, are. I do, pretty clearly. <laughs> but, you know, just yeah. to kind of give listeners a little bit of a sense of, you know, Tenkara is actually appropriate for these bigger waters as well. Do you want to describe what uh, that experience was like? Yeah, I think the big thing for me is is when I first started fishing Tenkara on big water, which I did I did fish big water and, and fished it pretty effectively right away with Tenkara. That didn't take long for me to figure that it would work. But I didn't realize what was possible, um, especially with long lines. Uh and and I, there, there there's one instance in particular where the group of us were fishing and I, you know, I'm used to fishing alone or, or with one other person maybe and I cover water pretty quick and I wouldn't stay a long time in one place. We were in one place with a big group. I thought we had kind of uh, done all the possibilities as far as what we could do. And you and Dr. Sh- and I can't remember who put it on first, but either you or Dr. Shigaki put on a pretty long line i'm not sure how long in hindsight I, I would guess like over 20 feet maybe like a 24 foot line and, and started fishing the far bank and 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 getting eats off of that i can't remember i think dr shigaki got one maybe you got one but you were fishing the far side of the river across this like ripping current that that uh, i would never even dream to try and fish across because you didn't have to worry about it i mean you just held the rod up high and and kept the line off the water and 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 uh um, so that was one of the big ones, um, just kind of learning how effective long line tank car could be and how it could kind of open up possibilities for you, even if it wasn't like a primary tactic. Um, the other thing was seeing at that point, I was pretty much only fishing uh, Western flies with my tank car rod. Like I was a total, like, I guess you'd call a hybrid angler. I fished my tank car rod with elk hair caddis and stuff like that and bead heads. I mean, I had done a little bit of, I guess what you'd call like European or Czech nymphine with the uh, tank car rods and, and, uh, um, I saw you guys catch a lot of fish on just, you know, standards of cost of fly. And uh, even in water where I didn't necessarily think that that would, uh, that would work, especially using like kind of varied techniques, you know, like I was basically just dead drifting fly. So it was the first time I got to see flies pulsed and, and stuff like that and see how, how that could really be a game changer too. So. Mm. Yeah, and I think that's kind of, a, you know, something that a lot of our listeners probably go through, you know, they... Uh, might be the hybrid anglers, uh, but sometimes, you know, people might think that there's too many limitations and that kind of thing. Um, and I think your experience is probably very common um, among mm-hmm. a lot of our listeners. Um, now, you know, after that, of course, you've been fishing pretty much all over the state of Montana. And I think one of the things, and you and I actually have fished in a couple of different parts of the state as well, just on my different visits over there. Um, but I think one of the things that I'd love to kind of do is give people a little bit of an idea um, how to break up the state of Montana. Maybe like there is certain regions where you find, you know, like uh, different kinds of rivers and the most prominent rivers. Uh, for example, like, you know, we can talk about the very far western part of Montana 
and then come mm-hmm. kind of towards the east, you know, towards where you are and a little farther east. Right. Is there a way that you can think of breaking the state of Montana into logical pieces? Well, it, it's tough because there's a lot of good fishing throughout the state and there's a lot of good tankara fishing. We're still pretty western. I mean, Bozeman is still, uh, uh, you know, eastern Montana, like most Montanans would think of that as, as like uh, – you know, Billings and, and, and that where it's kind of still plains. Um, we're still in the mountains. And, and then, uh, so I, I mean, I think of our area sort of Southwestern Montana. Um, and then if you go over the pass and get over in the Missoula area, which also has a lot of really, really good water, um, that's more just Western Montana. Um, and then the, the Northwestern part of the state, like getting up to Clo- Glacier National Park and that they've got some really perfect car water that I haven't really, uh, I haven't really checked it out at all. So, so, I mean, there's, there's a lot of good stuff. It, it's, um, but, but there's definitely like, um, front or there's a, a Western slope and Eastern slope and, and, you know, you'll even see cutthroat designated that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's one way to think of it for sure. But there's definitely some crossover. I mean, it doesn't take me that long to get to like rock Creek, which is more on the Western slope and, um, and you'll catch Western slope cutthroat because they've stocked them in different places. So, so let's, um, let's kind of, uh, kind of go back here a little bit I, i'm just trying to paint okay. a picture you know in the listeners minds because we all know montana has tremendous fishing and it's got a lot of fishing and the entire state has a lot of fishing um right now i think what i want to try to get to is like you know if we were trying to kind of just describe the state maybe we start on the eastern part you know like where you know where you mentioned like uh you know billings might be um you know, and Billings is almost like, you know, in the middle, uh, it's not super far east, but can we kind of walk through, maybe we can start in Billings, you know, let's, let's call that kind of mm-hmm. Eastern Montana. What do we find there in terms of, uh, Tankata water specifically? And what are the big rivers that we can find there? Right. So the, the big water is closer to Billings, which is more east. Uh, there's the Bighorn, which is very famous, and it's kind of a big flat tail water. It's not necessarily what I think is a Tinkara River, but it can be done. Uh, my boss has fished Tinkara rods there, especially in the wintertime. Uh, and the Bighorn, is a, if you can stand the temperatures, is a really great winter fishery. Um, and then you also have the lower Yellowstone, and, and uh, um, that's not a region I fished a ton. It's kind of got a mix-up of fish. There's warm water fish. There's trout. Um, there, there's uh, carp. Um, so there's definitely stuff you could do with the Tinkara water there. And then there's a lot of smaller streams, um, which, you know, I, I don't, I, I mean, I don't know a lot of them by name cause they're not mm-hmm. the big famous fisheries, but a lot of times you find tributaries of those famous rivers and they may be a bit more comfortable for a tank car angler who's kind of used to smaller water. Mm-hmm. So. Definitely. Now, if we drive, how, how far do we have to drive West to hit Bozeman? I think Bozeman's like two, two and a half hours from Billings, something like that. I could be a little off on that. But. Okay. And, uh, and I remember, I think, uh, when I was, one of the last times that I was there, did we fish somewhere near Livingston, which is kind of like close to Bozeman? Well, that's, but, um, yeah, that's like, well, you're, 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 um, you know, you're, you're on the Yellowstone and Livingston. I mean, that's uh-huh. the, the, the Yellowstone river runs right through town and, and that's what makes Livingston such a, a trout town too. So, uh-huh. um, but, yeah. uh, uh, and then there's a lot of tributaries to, mm-hmm. to the Yellowstone as well. And some of those can be good Tinkar waters. Um, some stretches of the Yellowstone are great Tinkar waters, even though it's a great big river. Um, some of the Canyon stretches are actually really good. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And Livingston is really not that far from Bozeman, but I remember that cause not we, yeah. yeah, we found some really kind of nice, um, 
It might have been private water where we were, but I would imagine people can find some Spring Creek kind of water, right? Um, yeah, I don't think you fished that with me, but I remember you'd fish one of the, the, the Spring Creeks. It's right outside of Livingston. I think it may have been uh, uh, Nelson's. Was it Nelson's that you did? Uh, rings a bell. It's been a little while now. but uh, Yeah, I, I, and, and I've fished uh, Depews and Armstrong's both with Tinkara, or I think I've done Armstrong. I know I've done Depews with Tinkara because I – I kind of thought maybe I was the first guy to do that, but I, I doubt it. I, I think <laughs> I've talked to a couple of people since that may have beat me to it. But uh, well, it's, um, you know, but, in the Spring Creeks too. Actually, there's a there's. It's amazing how many Spring Creeks there are in Montana. Like you know, it's not all freestone, kind of like you know, big rivers. Um, right. I, I know right. that's very true. Quite a few, and sometimes people think that you know. Uh, Spring Creeks are very challenging, and Tenkara is not usable there because you cannot cast far enough. But what are what are your thoughts on fishing at Spring Creeks in Montana? Uh, it works great. I mean, I mean, I, I've I've done real well fishing Spring Creeks. Um, both, I mean, I've caught fish on Sacasa flies and stuff like that. Um, certainly, if you want to use hybrid tactics, that works great too. Um, but but uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, they're not. Um, I mean, the spring creeks especially are not usually that huge. So yeah. casting distance is not that big of an issue. And if you're comfortable with a long rod and a long line, mm-hmm. I mean, you actually have a pretty fair casting different distance. And spring creeks don't have the pocket water that we associate with Tinkara sometimes. But they, even though they don't have all the rocks, they do have a lot of conflicting currents. And, and sometimes Tinkara can help you beat conflicting currents on a flat water just like it can in a pocket water environment. Mm-hmm. So... Um, it can be very helpful in Spring Creek. Very true, very true. So, you know, and, and we go a little bit west of Livingston, of course, we have Bozeman, which we talked about. Mm-hmm. And we have, you know, the Gallatin River. Um, right. But, you know, there's also like some good little streams, too, that we can find there, right? No, they're they're all bad. There's no fishing in the small streams. We uh, we no. don't have to get into the very uh, detailed names of creeks and that kind of thing because they get a lot of pressure, right, but, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, but honestly, I mean, it's true. I mean, when you see uh, you know tributaries of, of the famous rivers, a lot of and and I can't think of too many of the famous rivers I know of that don't that are an exception to this, but they're going to have a tributary or two that's going to be a good Tankara stream. And, 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 and yeah, it's hard for me to name any of those by mm-hmm. name, but, um, but it, it, you know, that, that, that's something to look out for if you, especially if you enjoy that, that kind of water. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there, it's pretty easy to find out information on those. I mean, there's a lot of good guidebooks out there for Montana. There's a lot of information on, on the internet. So, um, and, and one of the thing that's kind of fun about those small streams is you don't need to know a lot about them other than their general size character and that to enjoy them. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have hatch charts or, or, um, you know, anything like that. Like they, they kind of all fish similarly and, and, uh, um, they're a lot of fun. So, mm-hmm. and then like, of course, if we go a little bit South of Bozeman, um, it's mm-hmm. kind of amazing. Like there, there's a couple of different ways to go, you know, South, but, um, you can go through Ennis or through Big Sky and both of them, I think mm-hmm. you're following creeks and rivers, um, right. Well, if you go through Big Sky, you're following the Gallatin. If you go through Ennis, you're going to end up following the Madison. Yeah, so. and then you hit the, uh, you know, of course, uh, West Yellow, the town of West Yellowstone in Yellowstone Park, uh, which then we can have another episode just to talk about that area for sure. Right, right. <laughs> um, yeah. And when we go a little bit west of Bozeman, um, what else do you hit that you like to fish? 
Well, I mean, you you don't get too terribly far. Um, it's about the same distance going the other way as like Billings is. But uh, Rock Creek is actually a really great Tankara stream. It's a little closer to Missoula, um, and uh, um, man, that's that's another one of those. It's not quite as big as the Gallatin, but it's it's another one of those nice sized rivers. It's not like a a small stream per se. Um, well, it's not a small stream at all, but but really good. Uh, pocket water, great tankara fishery. Um, it's it's definitely one of my. I don't get to fish it that much, but um, it's one of my favorites. So, and it has some tributaries that fish really well with tankara as well. So, and then you keep on going a little further west, and uh, we hit Missoula, right? And there's some. Uh -huh. A lot of people know the name Missoula because it's been featured in a lot of fishing um, destinations. And isn't it? Isn't Missoula like where the river runs through it took place? It is, right? Right. That's where yeah. it was set. That was the town that, that, that they were from. So, yeah. Um, and, and then like the Blackfoot River is where a lot of the, the stuff was shot. And, and the Blackfoot has some really, again, I mean, it's a big river, but it's got some cool pocket water that's really fun to do with Tankara. And, and uh, um, they have the Bitterroot River and the Clark's Fork River there as well, they have the, which are all, all good fisheries in their own right. So. And, and since I mentioned the river runs through it, which I know for you know for myself it was kind of like you know one of the early videos that kind of really got me interested in fly fishing even though i had been fly fishing long before i actually watched it but it was like one of those videos that a lot of people you know really like um mm -hmm. i had this thought in my head the other day like next time you watch a river runs through it just imagine having a tenkata rod in your hand <laughs> because uh -huh. there's a lot of these waters that it's like all these currents and you could get such beautiful drifts and there's the one scene where uh you know one of the guys one of the brothers is having a hard time catching fish but the other one is hooking fish after fish and i'm just thinking it's like man if he just had a better drag you know or a better better yeah, drift, drift. <laughs> he yeah. would catch some good fish well, <laughs> I, i've seen tenkara go that way um i mean i've you know it 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 uh, um, there's certain areas that are you know much more easily fished with a tank car rod and 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 i mean so the the river most of the fishing footage on that movie is shot on the gallant they say it's the blackfoot but it's actually all shot on the gallant and just for logistical reasons i guess is what i heard but mm -hmm. so some of the the stuff on the movie is really recognizable to me it's it's you know water i've fished before or certainly seen before so and uh and now like you know missoula of course getting pretty far west in the state um but there's a lot of stuff i mean of course there's a lot of really good water south of missoula uh it kind of follows the the bitter route is in that area right yeah um, the bitter route goes through there and it, you know it uh um, the Bitterroot itself can be good. It's it's a real wide flat river, and it, well, closer to it's pretty wide closer to a uh, uh, Missoula. As mm -hmm. you get closer to Hamilton, it gets a little narrower, um, and and it 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 can be good uh, for well, it's a great river period, but it can be a good ten car river. And and again, I mean, some of its tributaries are perfect. So, mm -hmm. and what about north of there? Uh, I know you mentioned Glacier National Park a little bit earlier. Um, what do we find in terms of good tenkara fishing north of Missoula? You think you know that's the part of the state that i'm least familiar with um i know that the flathead has stuff that, that's really good um and, and then again like i i said glacier park glacier national park itself um has some water that's i mean classic tinkar water it's the kind of it's exactly the kind of uh, creeks that that tinkar evolved on and and uh, um i just haven't been up there to fish that much at all so mm -hmm. um but but there there's definitely 
Um, I keep wanting to do a Tenkara trail. I have a friend that moved up there, and I keep meaning to go see him and, and, and fish that area. And, and uh, I just still have there's, – there's too much to fish close to home. I, I don't travel <laughs> as much as I used to. So Yeah, I think neither of us do. But I think that's kind of what I wanted to do, just kind of like get this overview of uh, – you know, the state from a Tenkara angler's point of view, too, because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we can find more articles than we care to read. I think, uh, you know, if we look up Montana fly fishing, we'll find a lot of information right. for sure. But, um, yeah, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and I was just kind of thinking, too, when I did, first did the episodes about destinations I talked about with Vito in Italy, and, mm-hmm. you know, and then I talked about Japan, Um and in those episodes, I talked about, you know, a little bit about foods and uh, things to see and do when you're traveling to those areas. What should somebody order for food when they come to Montana? <laughs> uh, steak. I, yeah. I think that that's probably, if there's something that we do really well here, it's steaks. I, I mean, not that there's not some good strengths of, of other kinds in Montana, but but I, I mean, if you can find a, a a good uh, a local steakhouse. They're almost always really good here. Yeah, so, that's um, that, that, it. Was kind of a loaded question. I got steak in my in my mind today. I think I've been craving a steak all day today. So I was, uh, that's why Montana's in my head. I think. <laughs> oh, could be. I'm trying to cut back on the red meat, but it sounds really good right now. Yeah. So. No, absolutely. Um, well, great, John. I'm glad we uh, chatted a little bit about uh, fishing in Montana. Um, for our listeners, uh, I'm going to try to do a little bit more of these episodes about destinations where you can take your Tenkara rod with you, uh, maybe places that you don't think of as fishing with Tenkara. Hopefully, this is a good format. Um, and, uh, you know, if there's any follow-up questions that anybody has, feel free to email us, info at Tenkara USA, or share on our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com forward slash Tenkara USA. And of course, you can always find us at tenkarausa.com. If you have questions about Montana or future destinations that you'd like to have covered, uh, please let me know and I'll try my best to uh, share those with you. But uh, John, thanks so much for sitting with me and talking about Montana. You're welcome. All right. Until next time on the Tenkara Cast, everyone.